the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God incarnate, the reason why he came was to save and to sanctify. But the real thing that we need to understand is he didn't just come to be with us. He came to be in us. And if he's in us, it actually means that God is for us. He wants us to go to heaven. He wants you to be pure. He wants you to be holy so that wherever you go, people will see you and they'll see someone who's saved and sanctified. They will see the glory of God. They will see Emmanuel, God with us, God in us. It means that he's for us. He's on your side. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be redeemed. And that's what Christmas is all about. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Good morning. Hope that uh, you are all ready for Christmas, and I certainly want to wish you Merry Christmas and welcome here to Shepherd of the Hills Church. We've been looking at this one verse, Isaiah chapter 7. Pastor Phil, we've been preaching this series together, and He preached the first message and he talked about Isaiah 7 verse 14. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Everyone say God with us. I want you to look in your notes. I've got three major points. And point number one is this phrase, God incarnate, which is God with us. And the word incarnate means to make flesh or to give bodily form. And that's what it says when it says God uh, became Emmanuel, God with us. It means that God came to this earth in bodily form. It's what that word means. I was asking this question. I was trying to think about this. I understand that God came. But my question is, why? Why would he come? Why would God leave heaven and come to this old earth in human form? And I came up with two reasons. I want you to write them down. Reason number one was to save you. He came to bring salvation. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, it says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all. Say the word all. It will be for all the people that today, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You see, all of us have a sin problem. Everyone in this room, we've all sinned. And sin separates us from God. The very essence of sin is destructive. It 
it destroys both body and soul. We need someone who can forgive us. We need someone who can redeem us. We need someone who can wash our sins away. We need someone who can save us. So God, because that's our greatest need, he sent us a savior. Man has tried all kinds of ways to fix our own problems. And it's impossible to fix our own problems because we're not capable of saving ourselves. Only Jesus, our Savior, can save someone. And that's why God came to this earth. Number one was to save you. But number two, write this down. I want you to get this. God came to sanctify you. Sanctify you. That is the process of making you holy. It's the process of making you more like Jesus. I've got some scriptures here, 1 Thessalonians 4. It says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. And sanctification is not something that you can measure. I'm not sure. Maybe you can. I'm not sure you can measure it day to day. But I think you can measure it over a longer period of time. Let's say the last six months or the last 12 months. The question is, where were, where were you one year ago today? Are you more like Jesus today than you were 12 months ago? Now, if you can say yes to that, you're being sanctified. If you're not, then, then you're not sanctified. And let's say you blew it the last six months, the last 12 months. That, that's all right. Let's go forward. Where will you be one year from today? Look at where you are. And you've got, a, if God gives it to you, a whole year to study and to pray and to read and to worship, will you be holier a year from today than you are right now? You see, God incarnate, God came to this earth in the flesh for two reasons. Number one, I believe to save you. And number two is to sanctify you. Roman numeral number two, write this down, is the word instructs. We see God instructs. He gives instructions. You have four books that write about all the things that he taught, the things that he said, the prayers that he prayed, the sermons that he delivered, his healings, his example, the way he lived his life. You've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Is We have the written record of his instructions. It's kind of cool, isn't it? He was born, Emmanuel came, God incarnate came. And then at age 30, he begins his ministry. And the first thing that he does is he calls 12 disciples. And for the next three and a half years, he teaches them. He instructs them. He guides them. He helps them. He mentors them. He shows them how to live. He sets an example for them. At age 33, about three and a half years later, is when he dies. And so what you have, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I want you to write this down. You have four books that talk about that three-and-a-half-year window between when he began his ministry and he's got, you've got three-and-a-half years of preaching and teaching and instruction and guidance and mentoring and doing what Jesus did in his, in his earthly ministry. At the end of that three and a half years, he dies, he's buried. Three days later, he resurrects. He's on earth for about 40 days. And then he goes back. 
he ascends. Now I want to show you what he says right before he goes back. I want you to go to Matthew 28. I want you to get your own Bible. I want you to look this up. The last chapter of Matthew. I got mine right here. It's the last page. This is the end of the chapter. His last words were go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want you to write this down. What he's doing, his last words of instruction, he came to save. He came to sanctify. And at the end of his 33 and a half years, he turns to his disciples right before he leaves and he says, I want you to continue on this process of pointing others towards salvation. Because that's why he came. And then if you go to the next verse, because that's only half the equation. And then he says, after you baptize them, don't just dry them off with a towel and say, we'll see you later. No, as soon as they come up out of that baptism, I want you, look at verse 20, to teach them to obey everything that I've ever commanded you. You teach them. That's why we're here today. That's why we have church. We're trying to do those two things. We are trying to be led by the Spirit of God to fulfill His instructions for us to lead this city to salvation and to sanctification. If you're here today, if you're here today and you're not saved, you need to get saved. That's what Christmas is about. And if you're here today and you're saved, and we've got all kinds of people here saved, but you're not living like Christ, you need to be sanctified. You need to come today and repent and decide today that you're going to become more holy. You're going to become more like Jesus Christ and all that you do. See, Jesus came, he came, he came, Emmanuel, God in flesh. He's here for two reasons, to save you and to sanctify you. And right before he leaves, he says, hey, I want the rest of you to spend the rest of your days on this earth doing those two things, trying to lead people to salvation and lead people to Christ's likeness. Roman numeral number three, write this down. This is the good part. God incarnate, God instructs, God indwells. Oh, I want to explain this to you. I want you to look at the very last sentence of Matthew 28. It's the last thing that he says before he leaves. He goes, as you go out and make disciples and baptize them, and then you teach them to obey everything I've ever commanded you, I want you to know something. I know I'm leaving, but I want you to know that I will be with you Always. Now I'm going to explain this to you. That should not be a surprise. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to John 13. This is very important. Go to John 13. And look at verse 33. Very important. And he says something to his disciples that literally scare the daylights out of them. He goes, guys, I want you to know... I'm only going to be with you for a little bit longer. And then I'm leaving. And when he said that, panic set in. What are you talking about? We've been waiting forever. 
for you to get here. Emmanuel, God with us. All that Old Testament prophecy pointed that you would one day get here. Now you're here, and after just a few short years, you're telling us you're leaving? It was one of their biggest fears. Anytime Jesus ever told them that he was leaving, anytime Jesus began to explain that he was going to die, it rattled them. What are we going to do? You see, for three and a half years, he'd been teaching them. They'd been healing people. He had been instructing them. He had empowered them. They'd seen the miracles. They'd seen the feeding of the 5,000. They thought the Emmanuel had come, that he was the Messiah, that, that they, they were going to reign and rule forever with this new Messiah. And now he says, I'm leaving. They had a fear of being abandoned. They had a fear of being alone. They had a fear of being hopeless. They had a fear of being helpless. They had a fear of being sheep without a shepherd. That's John 13. So in John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus tries to calm their nerves. I want you to turn over to John 14. Go over there real quick. John 14, verse 16. Hurry, hurry, hurry. He says, I'm going to ask my Father, God the Father, and he's going to give you another, another what? Counselor. What? Another counselor. I thought you were the counselor. Remember? 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 Back in Isaiah chapter 9, it says that when the child comes, that he will be called wonderful counselor, and he's here. You're the wonderful counselor. I'm going to ask God the Father, and he's going to give you another counselor, and how long will this next counselor be with them? What's it say? See, he was only there for three and a half years with these guys. He says, I'm leaving, but there's another counselor coming, and don't worry, he's going to be with you forever. Who is this guy? Look at verse 17. It's the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he, this is future tense, and he will be, where? In you. There's another counselor coming. Verse 18, you got to love verse 18. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. Oh, that's a good verse. Oh, that's a good, that's a whole sermon right there. Can someone say amen? Amen. Verse 19, before long the world will not see me anymore, but he goes, you will see me. Well, that's good news. How can that be? And then he says this word and he's prophesying, he's talking about, now they don't really understand this, but he's talking about the fact that he's going to resurrect because he says, Because I live, you will also live. And look at verse 20. He goes on that day. What day is that? The day of resurrection. He goes on that day. You will finally realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and that I am not just with you. I am in you. Go over to chapter 16 real quick. Chapter 16, verse 7. One more verse. He says these words, I tell you the truth, it is for your good. It is actually for your good that I'm going away. Because unless unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what happens. If you read just a few more chapters, you will see that Jesus goes to a cross and there he dies. They take him off the cross. They throw him in a tomb. Three days later, he resurrects out of that tomb. He's on earth for 40 days, about a month and a half. 
and then he ascends. And if you read in your Bibles, Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, you will see the Holy Spirit of God that falls upon this earth. And God sends that next counselor, that, the counselor that's going to be here forever. And the Bible says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, that the people who came and believed and they repented and they were baptized, that God places what's called the gift of the Holy Spirit inside the person. And if you're here today and you are saved, God has placed that Spirit inside of you. Listen, it's called the Trinity. You have, you have what's called God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they are all three one in the same. It's the same being, but in three different entities. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There are some passages in the Bible where you actually see all three at the exact same time. I'll give you an example. When Jesus Christ was baptized, he's in the water. He's in the river Jordan. This is in Matthew chapter 3. And he, he, he gets there and John the Baptist is baptizing him. He's there in the flesh. Emmanuel, God in flesh, he's being baptized. And as soon as he's baptized, you hear the voice of God that says, all in the same text, it says, God says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And right then, the Bible says there's a dove that comes from above and it's not just an ordinary dove the bible actually says this that that dove was the holy spirit of god so in one passage you have jesus in the flesh being baptized you hear the voice of god saying this is my son with whom i'm well pleased and then you see the holy spirit fall in the form of a dove you see the three parts of the trinity all in one passage of scripture and listen when you get saved When you became a Christian, that spirit, that spirit of God comes to live and dwell within you. And it means three things. Number one, it means you have the presence of God inside of you. The presence of God is inside of you. That's why the Bible says, oh, pay attention, that 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 It says that your body, your earthly body, is the temple. It's the house that the Holy Spirit lives inside that. I want you to take your finger. Take a finger. Take a finger. Everybody take a finger and touch your body. Touch your body. The Holy Spirit of God lives inside that fleshly temple. Second of all, not only do you have the presence of God, you have the power of God. The Bible says in Romans 8, 11 that the, the, the same Spirit, it says it, says it, it says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of you. But number three, don't lose this. You have the presence of God. You have the power of God. You also have the purity of God. Oh, and this is where we fall short in this sanctification process is not realizing that God's Spirit within us is a Holy Spirit. Some of you think Holy is His first name and Spirit is His last name. Hey, Holy, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. My name's David. What's your name? My name's Holy. No. Oh, there's Mr. Spirit. No, Holy is a word that describes what kind of Spirit He is. He is a Holy Spirit. And I want you to look at this verse. Some of you have never seen this verse in the Bible. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. It says, Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and the spirit look at this next line perfecting holiness out of reverence for god it means that you don't contaminate your body what you eat 
what you see, the music that you listen to, the movies that you watch, the places you go and just hang out to be hanging out, uh, that, that everything you do with your body, that you ought, to, you ought to be trying to perfect holiness out of your reverence, out of your reverence, realizing that the God of this universe is living inside of you. As we close, I, I want you to go to Isaiah. I want to read just the last, uh, the first few verses of Isaiah chapter 6. I just five verses and we'll close. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. I saw him and he was seated on a throne. He was high and he was exalted. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Wow. Verse 2, above him. Or seraphs or angels, each had six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. Two, they covered their feet. And two, they were flying. And the Bible says that they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, and the whole earth is full of His glory. And at the sound, verse 4, of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds began to shake, and the temple was filled with smoke. And verse 5, Isaiah says, Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God Almighty. And here's what I want you to understand. Emmanuel. God with us. Really means that God is in us. He's not just with us. Oh, get this. He's in us. And if He's in us, what I want you to know, it means that God is for us. Some of, you are, some of you are afraid of God. You're afraid, oh God, oh, I'm afraid. Listen, you've got to understand that God incarnate, the reason why he came was to save and to sanctify. Yes, he instructs us that we're to go and help others be saved, help others uh, find sanctification. But the real thing that we need to understand is he didn't just come to be with us. He came to be in us. And if he's in us, it actually means that God is for us. He wants us to go to heaven. He wants us to live with him forever. He wants to redeem. He wants to forgive. He wants to wash your sins away. He wants you to be pure. He wants you to be holy. He wants you to have reverence for God, for the Spirit of God that's in you, so that wherever you go, people will see you, and they'll see someone who's saved and sanctified. They will see the glory of God. They will see the love of God. They will see the joy of God. They will see Emmanuel, God with us, God in us. It means that he's for us. He's on your side. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be redeemed. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. 
Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? God has an app for that. Problem with crude language or gossip? Struggling with prejudice? Brokenhearted? Anxious? Or depressed? God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. Hi, this is Pastor Dudley, and I want to invite you to Shepherd Church for our annual 4th of July Spectacular. We'll have fireworks starting at 9 o'clock p.m. Bring family and friends and enjoy an evening of fireworks and fun. Visit shepherdchurch.com to learn more about our 4th of July celebration. Can't wait to see you at our annual 4th of July Spectacular. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.